Um, how's improv? Improv is uh, good. It's good stuff. You're learning a lot. Learning. Mm. Lots. Yay. She is the wave, and together they make up the band they call the wind and the wave. They're not related. They're best buds. They're BFFs for life. Hashtag BBIT dubs. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's Dwight and Patty. So, do you see my world down here? Yeah. I'm slowly figuring out how we're going to do this tour in Europe. And um, I don't like working as hard as I'm having to work on this. I hear you. You're not doing anything. Oh. You haven't done anything. Well, that's not true. I am in Comunicado with the merch people over in the UK. So okay. there's that. Uh, what did you choose designs? I haven't seen them. I'm going to choose them with you today. Oh. Yeah. I love... <laughs> I love how you use showing up here as an I, excuse to actually do the work you're supposed to do. It's, um, you know, it's a, it holds me accountable, and it's also fun. And I like doing things side by side as a team. <clears throat> okay. So, speaking of, of which, um, well, first off, we had two new patrons this week. Yes, we did. One was— I know that because I've taken over. Yes, you have taken over Patreon because I suck at it, as well as our Instagram because I suck at it. Um, two new patrons. One one is Jen Jacob, who was our guest yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah, she joined. Also, fun fact: besides Missio, um, biggest download so far to her Ooh. episode. People download them. Is that a thing? Or whatever it is, streamed <laughs> it. Whatever the fuck you know, <laughs> whatever it is. I, we do this thing that we don't know how it works, <laughs> or at least I, you know, um, it's it. And that's in six days. Yeah. So she's gonna per- she's gonna pass Missio. So our next guest has some shoes to fill. Truth. And then in a- another patron named Caitlin Smith. Thank you guys so much for yeah. signing up and being a part of it. We. Oh, also, did you know I added a tier to to Patreon? To yes. So there's the Dwight's, the Patties, the Superbots, and now the High Rollers. Oh, what do you get if you're a high roller? Well, I actually it, literally don't know. So in addition to everything else everybody else gets on the other tiers, you also get a human beings let you down bandana because I have those. Mailed to you. Yes, mailed oh, wow. to you. And is you that also, America only? Or is it that? is. Thank you for clarifying that, Dwight. Okay. And you get a, a personalized thank you video along with a acoustic Song of your choice, wind and wave song of your choice on video played for you as well. So we sh- we have to shoot videos for people. Yep, and email and mail and things. Yep. Okay. So, well, that's interesting. Um, do you know how you put on makeup for our guest today? I not for me, by the way. You put it on for our guest. Do you think you'll put it on for the acoustic videos as well? I think I will, because otherwise, as you say, no one will be able to see me. Okay, so speaking of the European tour, guess who I got an email from today? Kelly. No. Oh. Zop. Oh. <laughs> Zop. 
apples and pears. The tour manager from Stereophonics Amazing. and Kelly, who of course will be if there. If you remember, if you remember, uh, I don't know if he's coming. Can you? He'll be on the Stereophonics stage. <laughs> when are you going to move this? Yeah, he pointed to our vehicle that we were on tour with him last time we were in the UK, and he said, "When are you going to move <laughs> this? This thing?" And the most polite <laughs> yeah. British. Hi, hello, Patty. How you doing? When are you going to remove <laughs> this? <laughs> oh, sorry, Zop. So I got an email right from him. Now. He says, hope it all is good with you and Patty, of course. Should I read it in his accent? Yes, please. All right. Hi, Dwight. I hope that all is good with you and Patty, of course. Uh, when he hears this, he's going to be so pissed. I was very pleased to hear the news that you will be joining us on the Kelly solo tour in the summer. Really? Really looking forward to it. I'm sure that you are being very well taken care of by <laughs> Natalie and Disco Dave. But if there's anything I can help you with, please let me know. I have some catering dressing room questions related to you. I understand you're going to be traveling on the crew bus. If that's the case, then will you be included in... You will be included in all crew meal arrangements at the venue. So you will be provided with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, that's you will amazing. you will not go hungry. 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 I will be organizing your rider and refreshments in the dressing room, although I do have a slightly limited budget. What do you need? Water? Beer? Wine? Sodas? <laughs> I will make sure that Patty gets bars of quality European dark chocolate in the dressing room as well. Let me know. I'm looking forward to seeing you both again. This is going to be our last tour. I want to go out on a high note. We will have to make sure that we go out for at least one curry during the tour. Oh, my God. Or 12 curries, Zop. So Zop is the tour manager. He's a great guy. and we Well um, done. I will. Although I everyone will. over there is probably just super offended by all that. No, no, no. No, Rory's going to listen to that and think that I was fucking spot on. Spot on. We'll see. So we have a few a few emails a few emails this week. Thank God, right? They're starting to actually like come in. Yes. So let's take care of those real quick, and then we'll introduce our guests for the okay. day. Okay. This is from Steve Sargent. Hello, Patty and Dwight. Hope all is well. I had a few questions that I hope y'all can answer. Is is there plans to release an acoustic version of the Human Beings Let You Down record like you did with Happiness Is Not a Place? No plans would be the answer to that. I suppose if we had a ton of demand, we might do that, but it's a lot of work. I'm going to say, I mean, a label paid us to do that last time. So maybe, I don't but know. But I like it. It's, sure. There, actually, there are there are some songs on the acoustic that I prefer over the album version. Here's the thing. Fun fact. Here's the thing. Um, will, this, will this come out? Let's see. There, there we have... One today, one next week. Then there's one in the can, and then this one, right? Sure. So this will be out before May 26th? Sure. Yes, right? Four weeks from now? Sure, yes. Yes, that's fact. So we can announce that we'll be playing at Stubbs. We'll be doing an acoustic show at Stubbs if you live in Austin. Well, what day is right that? Right before we leave on tour. It's a Sunday, May 26th. I'm going to put it on my calendar. With my son, Jackson Baker, opening. Is, I can't wait. I'm glad we're doing that. Is there another opener, or is it just the two of us? Just Jay Dizzle. Okay. 
And um, so all of Austin High is going to be there, probably. And and if they if if our fans don't snatch the tickets up first, um, but so we're we're going to do acoustic versions of the stuff live, and we're planning on maybe trying to tour that some, correct? In the U.S. That is an idea that we are pursuing currently. So if you guys are interested in that, please let us know via email, the Dwight and Patty Show at gmail.com. Um, this, by the way, welcome to the Dwight and Patty Show yeah, podcast. Yeah, you didn't say what episode number episode it is. Episode 17. Even though I hate that you do that. Um, this is going to come out way after this actually happened, but I just wanted to mention that the Missio album came came out, and I absolutely love it. I've been listening to it for days in the car, and it makes me feel awesome. Really? Yeah. You like that record? Yeah. I mean, I have some I have some that I prefer over others, some songs I prefer. I love the way it starts. I love that it's like kind of kicks you in the dick for the first two. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. we're Missio, motherfucker. And then the third song, I See You, it's like, but you're our friend, and we were using that term endearingly. <laughs> let's let's snuggle together. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kick you in the dick. You you speak like me now. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad to have that influence on you. Um, so one more email this week. Okay. Oh, actually, there's one more question. Is there any plans to do a track by ta- track commentary for Human Beings Let You Down? Um, no. Hey, but you know what? That is actually a good idea. We to could do offer that as a special. Patreons. We could do it as a special pa- episode patrons. too. But we could do it as just a downloadable for our high rollers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Okay. So for you high rollers, we'll do so a perhaps, we'll do a yes. commentary for you. Maybe there should be. Okay. All right. He says also really digging this podcast. Great way for fans to have an extra dose of W plus W. Question, real quick. Do you think I should add a tier in between the ten and the twenty five? No. Okay. You either roll hard with us or you do not roll hard with us. You in or you out. Because the thing about Patreon is you could be a 25 for one month. You could. And then go back. It's, yeah. That's the way it works. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Okay. So this next question is from uh, Lonnie Trevino Jr., who's a bass player, old old friend. Mm. Hello, D and P. Proud Patty patron here. Love the show. Wish I had this type of resource when I was first starting out my career in the music industry. I really enjoyed and want more of the special editions. Also, I agree with Patty. The longer the follow-up episode, the better. <laughs> eh, shut up. I drive from my home in New Orleans to Austin almost weekly and love to listen to your podcast while driving. It keeps me company, so thank you. I'll be writing in periodically, so I only have one question today. I love the theme song. I would argue it's the best podcast theme song. My question is, what's the line after we're BFFs for life underscore? Hashtag BBIT dubs, BBITW, biggest band in the world. Biggest band in the world. Which is obviously not true. That's why it's funny. But when we wrote that song, which was way before we actually had a show or a podcast, (laughs) which is weird (laughs) as fuck. We we actually had zero fans when we wrote that song. So so, that's why it was funny. So weird, yeah. BBIT dubs. Uh, Yeah. So um, I expect to see that as a hashtag. Yeah, BBIT Dubs, biggest band in the world. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. You're creating an extremely vital resource for the creative arts. Please continue. Thank you, Lonnie. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. <clears throat> so that is that is our uh, emails for the week. Uh, please continue to send them, though, guys. Yes, love it. Because it makes it so much easier to have it. shit to talk about. Otherwise, I'd have to talk to Patty about, like, you know. Well, someone else is here today to talk to you. Don't worry. Yeah, we have a guest today. 
Did you know that? Yes. I happened to be sitting right next to him. Oh, well, see, as no one can tell that. He's he, not wearing any makeup, so you can't see him. That's why. Also, some of our guests are not in the room. Sometimes they're calling in or whatever. Our guest that's today true. happens to be in Austinite and live in the room. Chapman Bullock is an art director. He specializes in design and animation with an emphasis on photoreal 3D and motion graphics. Check this shit out. He's way cooler than us, just like our last, like, four guests. <laughs> Over the last decade, Chapman has produced award-winning work for the NFL Network, Nike, LG Displays, ESPN, Google. I mean... No big deal. Yeah. Whatever. Collaborating with agencies, brands, and films of all sizes. Oh, he was also Jordan Peele. He created the, the end stuff for us and shit. Yeah. I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> He creates high-end content that can be integrated into any platform. Um, He's so high-end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first off, let me say welcome to the podcast, Chapman. Thank you, thank Yay. you. Stoked to be here. Um, say something nice about me, and then we'll start. Oh, man. Dwight, don't put me on the spot yeah, like no, that. No, say, some, say something nice about me, and then we'll start. Um, dude, I love you. You're the best. I can say so many nice things about you. Okay, give me three. <laughs> uh, you're funny. That's true. I agree. You make me feel smarter. Because I'm dumb? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hmm. It's a backhanded, backhanded. compliment. Um, Every time I'm around you, I just feel so smart. Feel yeah. so you know smart. what I mean? <laughs> Every time I'm around you, I feel like a genius. <laughs> That's two. That's what two. else? Um... You're counting And it? you're yeah, you're an exceptional musician. Oh, th thank you. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you said all those nice things without me asking <laughs> you to. Um, Chapman is an incredible artist. And what's weird about what he does for a living... I'm going to move his mic. Okay, well, you're making tons of terrible noise. Just give me a second. Tons and tons of terrible noise. I can sit up. No, no, there we no. go. Tons of terrible noise. I will edit all that low end out. There we go. Is, are you happy with it? Say something. Hey. Okay. You're happy with it now. Okay. So. All right. So, he's an incredible artist. That. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before we get into your backstory and everything, you suck at drawing. I do. You're a terrible drawer. I am. But an incredible artist. How did you know that? I think I showed you something that my son had done and you go oh you mean our staff artist our staff evan? artist yeah evan baker and and, and i think you said oh, i i can't do that and i was like <laughs> i was like what yeah i'm i'm terrible at drawing so bad okay but like your art can be seen like for instance on the super bowl uh-huh so Eventually, I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to figure that out because that's that's fucking crazy to me. Fair enough. But let's start with you. Grew up in Florida, correct? Correct. Where in Florida? Panhandle, so like Lower Alabama. So, so you're basically Pensacola. Kin, you're basically kin to all the craziest Florida stories. Like that's your uncle and cousin. That's that's it. My brother. They family. set themselves on fire and ski and do all kinds of crazy shit, right? Yeah, we're yeah. I'm in the midst of it. Right. Grew up in it. I love it. Do you partake in that? Uh, I mean, I did a lot growing up. And 
like, look, for instance, did you ever do like the ditch surfing and shit behind a car that yes. the crazy Florida people yeah. do? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that uh, is, Fatty? No. Explain that, chap. I mean, so in Florida, it rains all the time. Every day. On, every day. Tropical. Right? Every day. I mean, okay. it's so crazy. It's like, it'll be sunny and beautiful. Downpour. It'll, it'll rain for two hours and it's sunny and beautiful again. Mm-hmm. So it's. If um, you've been to Disney World, you know this. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Mm. Yeah. And. So it's it's common that there's just like flood, you know, water on the side of the road all the time. So, you know, like when you're bored and you're in high school and you get your driver's license or even before that. And have you no have, fear of if death. You have, if there's four wheelers around, you just take your wakeboard or your uh, skimboard and then you tie a rope to the back of the uh, trailer and pull each other through the Behind ditch. a car. Then you just hold onto the rope with your hands and like surf the street. Yeah. Pretty much. The, the, they have those little ditches that surf get the, the drainage, ditch. and they surf the ditches that are full of water. Oh. Yeah. I imagine you got to go pretty fast to get that going. Sounds like a yeah. real good way to die. Oh, I'm sure many people have I know. Looking back themselves. at the, the shit I did in high school, I'm just like, I'm so lucky that I both have both legs. The human body is- You also didn't scratch your pretty face, like, at all. No, I got some scars. I got some. I I will say he is a pretty man, a handsome man. I mean, not that I want to make out with him all the time, but like sixty percent <laughs> of the time. Sometimes, stop yeah. it. Yeah. So, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. When did you find an interest in art? So, let me think about this. So, um, in while I was in high school, I always had like a camera in my hand. You know, we were always skateboarding, photography. Photography and film and video. So uh, my group of friends and I, you know, at the time, I think it was, it's interesting to look back at it because we were kind of looked at, at, you know, we were skateboarding, wakeboarding, surfing all the time. And I think we were kind of like the bad influences. And, you know, we we weren't like playing basketball and football and like team sports and stuff. We were out there, you know, smoking weed. Hooligans. Smoking the tree. Smoking the tree. And like we'd go, but... And then we take out our our video camera and um, or video cameras, and then right. kind of film what we were doing, and then edit it all together, make videos, you know, stitch together. Kind of like the time. jackass stuff. A little bit, but not as. Yeah, I, I guess you could compare it to that. You know, I think. Um, Did you? Was it just for you and your buddies to watch at the time? Yeah, no, I, I say that because you know we would. We would have like video premieres, you know, and like in like do where, like just rent out like the Olive Garden or something in the back. <laughs> I love Pensacola. <laughs> Play like our videos, and then, um, and then it came time to like leave high school and go to college. And at this time, I didn't know what I was gonna do because I knew I couldn't just go to like a state school because I I, I just it's, it didn't interest me at all. And at this point, my mother was like, hey, would you be down to go to art college? And I'm like... Based on your film and photography Yeah, type and I'm of like, stuff? is that a... Th- you know, that's a thing. That's and my, a thing. Both my parents are... Do they skate there? <laughs> both my parents are both artists and stuff. So uh, I was always creative growing up and uh, painting and had my hands dirty and stuff. And um, when I went and started looking at art colleges, that's when I realized like, hey... What I've been doing through high school can be applied, and then eventually I can make money doing this stuff. What type of artists are your parents? Uh, dad's in advertising. Mom uh, is a painter, and 
always taught painting growing up. Oh, okay. Um, so you, where did you go to art college then? Savannah College of Art and Design. Is that the only place you applied? Uh, it is not. Where else did you apply? And did you get into all of them? <laughs> I, yeah, I did. Everything, <laughs> Everywhere I applied art college-wise. because Was uh, your portfolio all the film and photos? Yeah, I took a lot of photos. And, I mean, I, I, I took us. I was, you know, I put together a pretty good portfolio to present to these colleges. Um, and I ended up get, getting some money knocked off uh, to go to SCAD. Um, and Which is a really good good art school too right it can be i mean you could go there and waste money and just mess around or you can go and actually you know be really focused and oh really care about what you're doing and why is that i mean as you can at any college yeah anything i just figured at a specialized place like that that it's a more select group of kids or something i don't know it is i mean it's what i really liked about um, the college was there, you know, I was really the only person from like the panhandle of Florida that I knew, you know, I, all my best friends became from like Colorado, California, Philadelphia. Um, it was like just, it's very eclectic bunch of people from all over the country. And also some, some of my friends were in photography, some were in film, some were in, you know, fashion. It just, when you, when you got to SCAD, did you, your, I guess your initial thing was photography, and then you decided to. And do you take do you take regular classes at a place like that, or you a just bit. do art? Yeah, you, you. There's a couple years where you're taking regular classes. Okay. You know, um, it's 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 a, it's a little select. Like you can kind of pick and choose what you're going to study. Um, there's a lot of art history classes. That's really the the hard thing that you're going. Where's it at? Oh, it's in Savannah. It's in Savannah. It's like downtown Savannah. It's really cool. They've, really they've, beautiful they've, city. They've taken over like all these old 18, like buildings from the 1800s, 1900s or whatever. And they've turned them into like, you know, there's the fashion built. Each building is dedicated to its own mm. like study. Um, but like I went there, I was interested in film. I was inter- interested in photography, design, graphic design, architecture, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do at first. And that's kind of how I ended up on motion design because it I was in a film class and all I wanted to do was make a title sequence. And the dude was like... That's the thing that was interesting to you, right? Yeah, I was like, hey, I want to make a title sequence. He's like, well, go, go well, take for, a class in this. For, then, pe- for people that don't know, what is motion graphic? What is so, a title sequence? Yeah. So, so I, I see... Like, when you introduced me, you said I focus in design and animation. So whenever I tell people that, like, yeah, I do design and animation. Animation, you think Pixar. Right. You think, like, you know, that's cartoons and stuff. Design, you'll think, like... Logo. Like logos and business cards and right. stuff like that. So what I focus in is, like, I, my everything I design and I build, I have to plan to animate it. Most everything. You know, it's like, it's going to move. It's going to have eventually, and that's, you know, it's like if you're watching an Apple commercial, the typography animates on and does something and and is playful in some way, or the phone is like animating and spinning around and mm. stuff on the screen is animating. So before all that gets animated, it has to be designed and storyboarded. So it's kind of... So storyboard first? I, you know, it's the, yeah, design, storyboard, take the designs, take the storyboard animate it out 
And that is in And that's in three D and can be three D, two D and it can be in like commercial. It can be in film, you know, it can be in broadcast. Like if a lot of my works during for the NFL network or you know, I did a bunch of stuff for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so so when you say that, when you say I did a bunch of stuff for the Super Bowl, even my kids who don't watch football but were watching the Super Bowl, Evan, who, you know, my youngest who's interested in animation and stuff like that mm-hmm. he was like whatever he would see yeah he would go chapman do that <laughs> that's cute and i would go i don't know yeah, i right. never used to pay attention to any of that stuff until i realized that that's part of the work that you do yeah. and then i started paying attention to it a lot like somebody made that yeah it's really cool shit yeah it is it, uh, um so, so like yeah, what if, what did we see on the super bowl if it, specifically so uh, the one thing I did, which uh, took up a bunch of my time, was the actual open to the Super Bowl, which probably no one saw, but it's like the thing that kicked you into the programming, mm-hmm. and it was like this animation from the Rams, the Patriots stuff. It was like a 15-second like animation, and then it was like Super Bowl, whatever. So I did that. That's a big deal. Yeah, and then no shit. <laughs> throughout the Super Bowl, there's like transitions that happen, you know, take you from one shot to the next or there's like little like headshots that pop up and it's like Tom Brady's mm-hmm. completed so and so right so all these like infographics and things are designed you set with, up and then they fill it in with info sometimes or so whatever. with this with broadcast packages most stuff is like I'll design it and then I animate it and then I send it over and then they'll program it in a thing called like it's like viz it's like live so to where they can do it live like they can change things on the fly mm-hmm. Mm. But <laughs> that's it's, so many moving parts. I know. Can you imagine? No. So, so walk me through when you deal with the. I'm assuming that's dealing directly with the NFL for something like that. NFL. Or are you also dealing with the Patriots and the Rams? No, I'm not dealing. I haven't done anything with like. So that uh, so they don't really have a say over their graphics package, but the no. NFL does. Yeah. Does also Fox or whoever well, broadcast it? Not so. So NFL. So. Last summer, I did a big, um, I directed a big package for the Red Zone. I, like, rehauled the Red Zone. Um, so that, I did, redid all that. NFL, Which Red Zone is is a thing on NFL Network where they go to different games during, yeah. on Sundays. Because mm, there's multiple games happening. Right. Yeah. So okay. That's helpful. Thank you. So this, the Super Bowl thing was just with CBS. NFL, NFL, like, the corporation had say and stuff, like, with, like, logos and the trophy being lit certain ways but nfl network didn't have any say so it's like kind of two different things but um cbs you know they pay a lot of money to air those games so i can't even imagine how much money that. so they were really in charge so like they're the ones that are nitpicking everything i do so talk me through how does that work so you when you get first off it's crazy to think that there's a dude in his little office in south austin or east austin Doing the graphics for the Super Bowl. It's fucking kind of weird, right? It is. It's, it's awesome. And it's one dude. That's just crazy. But um, I have a question about storyboarding. I don't know if this yeah, should come before what, your question. Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay. But you add on to my question, okay. which is when you get that offer, they say, hey, we like your stuff with the NFL Network. We'd like you to do the intro and some graphics during the game. Do you? What's what's next? What's step two? And then, then do you, well, you, do you... Yeah, mine was a little more specific. I was, like, thinking, 
that you're not good at drawing, right? So I want to know how, what's the storyboarding process like? Do you actually sketch things out or how do you start your process? Okay, so with all projects, most projects, especially like broadcast packages, you know, there's always like a creative brief. You know, if it's like ESPN and they want something for an NBA package, you know, there'll be like key like words. It's like, okay, we want this fun. We want this, this, you know, so you're going to highlight things like that. And then through like a, our initial creative conversation, I'll go and start uh, pulling together what I call a mood board, um, which is, you know, that already. so I'll start looking over, <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll be pulling like architectural buildings, I'll be pulling music videos, everything, just like things to like, hey, lighting, I like the lighting in this. So then it's like you're really creating like a, a visual deck that you can look at and say, hey, this is what I'm into. This is the direction I want to take it. Um, and then from there, they're like, cool. So then after that, you have like your reference deck, your mood board to like kind of reference vibe. your vibe. Now, uh, are Does you... that vibe include video? Or is it all still images and stuff? Both. Okay, both. both. Yeah. And are you pitching that and there's other people pitching that too? Well, it, early on, so there is pitching used to, like in my industry, used to be huge. And there was a lot of money that was involved in pitching. Um, so you spend like, it what, before you even got the gig. But like now, third party gig. pitching. Like you're you're competing against other people to win often, the job. Often, often advertising agencies. Yeah. I would imagine it, it's it's still really big in advertising. It's le- it's not as much as a thing in mind because there's just less money to go around. Um, so know, know what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our business. <laughs> I know. I have questions, by the way, that I'm going to ask y'all. Oh, you okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> So I love that we're going to be interviewed on our own podcast. I'm interviewed. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So a lot of time now I find myself bidding rather than pitching. It's like I'll bid on a job and you say I can do it for this much. I can do this for this much, these deliverables, this amount of time, blah, 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 blah. So, and then, you know, I'll, I'll get the job that way. D- quickly clarify your one man show. I'm a one man show, but I have a lot you of farm out some stuff. Sometimes. I farm. I have a got. I've got a lot of people that I met and worked worked closely with when I was in LA, mm. and I'll, I'll bring on to help with jobs. For well, for instance, like when you do a big rollout of something, I don't remember if it was Major League Baseball or if it was NFL or something. Like you had to go to LA for a month or two to kind of yeah. oversee the finish out of yeah. that giant project. Right? I used to have like. Um, a shoot a studio I shared with um, someone I still work with, and we had a studio out in Marina del Rey. And when I got bigger jobs, I would hire you know four to six people to work out of the place. Sometimes rent a couple computers, go out to LA, be out in LA for a couple months, oversee the job, and then come back. So the last couple jobs, I've tried to do it remotely. How did that go? It. It uh, mixed, it went, it mixed, I would imagine. Mixed, you yeah. know. It, it, like manage a job where most of it was being worked on in L.A.? Or I'll hire like, like a team. Yeah. Um, like, it, yeah. I, I, I would imagine with creatives, work ethic is probably difficult need, sometimes. Need some wrangling. Also, um, uh, just taste. Taste, work Aste- ethic. Aesthetic. Everyone's different. Communication. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be it's like. It's so much easier to communicate things when you're right in front of someone. Yeah. So do you find, do you, th- after trying it remotely, do you feel like, no, I got to, I got to do that on site? You know, it's something that's like, 
and ever like I'm I'm learning on and the there, fly. I, I'm assuming there's not enough people in Austin that do that for there's, you to build a team here. You're the guy. I'm the dude. Yeah, yeah. that's very, surprising for some reason. There's some people here, but it's it's not to me because if you probably end up in L.A. or New York or Chicago advertising, if you do that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's an enigma here, just like I am hmm. with the studio here. I think it's you, we chose lifestyle over one hundred percent. Over proximity to work, lifestyle, mm-hmm. which which I think is an an interesting thing to talk about too. Like, um, without getting too, like, in do you your, have to be in the hub? In your past, do you like living here? How did you end up here? Um, uh, and, and and would you make more money or be more quote unquote successful if you were in a hub? Good question if on this success no i don't you know what i don't know uh but i love living here i think it really does seem to suit you oh i love it man you got the lake uh great food music yeah you have a boat yeah fun fact him and my wife have made plans to surf every monday yeah (laughs) okay all right so so good to know if you're Um, bored on a monday go jump on the boat you're not not doing that in la so um (laughs) L.A. kind of, like, I knew when I was in L.A., I'm so happy I lived in L.A., and I think, you know, like, anyone who's in my industry who's, like, leaving school or trying to do that first Maybe you step, should start that. I'm like, go to L.A. or go to New York, you know, and mm. I'm so happy that I went there, and I made a lot of great friends and connections there, but I knew I wasn't going to be there forever, and um, ended up in Austin, you know, like, probably sooner than I wanted to to come to Austin or um, should have come to Austin maybe, but, you know, it gradually, now I'm starting to work with some awesome local. I was going to say you're doing local stuff now too. Working with like, you know, um, Preacher. I've got some really good friends at Preacher and um, love working with them. There's some other. Have you been to that gallery yet? No, it's a gallery. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. I don't think so. So cool. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, the best, and then uh, there's GSD and there's you know RG. So what is does Alexandra Valenti show stuff there? She did. She had a great. That's yeah. my yeah. My, he shared. He shares Alexander's space. Yeah, that's okay. my that's my okay. studio mate. So um, I love her. Yeah, she's. Great. I told her I was on my way here, and I was like, yeah, I'm going. You know, she should like, have her on the podcast. Today. We should. We should. Yeah, she's she's the jam. So, uh, she had an awesome show there. Now they have a guy, Jack Sanders. Um, mm-hmm. his show is. I mean, his closing's coming in a couple weeks. So I got to go check it out. It's so good, and um, it's just—it's really cool that that's there. It's like you can like they're—they're mm-hmm. they're showcasing local artists. It's like you know, and international, and international, true. And it's just to have that revolving door of art and that space and just something to look forward to. Well, our friend really cool. Bob Schneider, who's an incredible visual artist, used to say that this is the worst art scene. Maybe in the country, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is pretty bad. Yeah, he he's like, if you think about what's going on just museum wise in Dallas and Houston, and then you think yeah. about what's going on here, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, um, maybe with the influx of young tech money, that'll change. You maybe know, in places like Preacher and stuff like that. Yeah, I, you know, there. Yeah, I hope so because. Do you so so? What's some of the local stuff you've been doing? Uh, well, I worked recently with Preacher to, um, on the launch of the ACC network, uh, like, like the, you know, the campaign. So there's a lot of like commercials you'll see. Talking about Austin Community College? No, no, no. 
ACC the uh, conference. The, the conference. Oh, okay. so they're coming up with like a network. They're coming out with a network. So what is the pre- convention center? No, 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 I'm no, sorry. no. The the Atlantic Coast Conference, conference. which is oh. the group of schools like Wake Forest and Florida State, Duke, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, so they're coming out. ESPN is starting a network. <laughs> No, sorry, is, we're back to sports. Okay, got we're it. We're back to sport. We're gonna got get it. out. Continue off sports, our. sports guys. Sports guys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna. Uh, so they're coming out with a network. Preacher did the campaign for it. It's really cool. I helped with some of the graphic elements on the commercials. That's some of the local stuff. I'm doing stuff for Hop Daddy right now. Other things. It's, it's Hop Daddy. Hop Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> that's his. That's his Florida. That's his Florida coming out. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, are are you enjoying working with some of the smaller companies? Um, is it better or worse in a certain way? I mean, it just, it depends. I think it's all like what the creative opportunity is, you know, if like the work's there and it's fun and the people are fun to work with and yeah, it's great. Now that you're kind of in demand and I know that because you've been pulling 12 hour days for like the last seven months. I know that for a fact. Long time. Yeah. And you're in demand. How do you choose your work? And do you choose it, work that's not necessarily right, fun for the money? Sometimes I do. You know, there's like a there's like that triangle. I'm trying to think of what it is. It's like there's money, there's time, and then there's quality. So you kind of have to like, okay, you, you got to pick like two of the three. Okay. So I'm always like you have to have at least two of the three. No, you can't have all three. You you, you can can't, have all. You can't. You can't. You can't have all. You three. can't like a client can't come to you and be like, I don't have that much money. Oh right. But I want it to be really cool. And I don't have the time right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or, or I have okay. time. It's like, you got to have time and money or something, you know, it's like, there has to be like two of those. Okay. Um, so it just depends on like where I am. Like this last fall, I took on some jobs that paid well and aren't going to end up on the portfolio. And then other times I'll take jobs that don't pay that well, but they're going to end up on the portfolio one day. So it's like, I got to take them, you know? So it just... Did I answer the question? Sort of. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, how often do you think about bottom line, just like this will pay for my house for the next four months when all, you take a gig? All the, I mean, I'm always thinking about money, you know, when it comes to my career. Like yeah, it's I'm your doing. livelihood. Yeah, I take, you know, it's like you got to treat your your creative self like a business you know do you have threat? and learn to place value on your art and your talent something tells me chapman has zero problem doing that what what does do you do you um when when you look at that bottom line thing and you know someone's going to be a royal pain in the ass because mm-hmm. you can because mm. i can figure can th- feel that i know that from the first conversation <laughs> with an artist i'm like Okay, this person is going to be real hard to work with. Mm-hmm. Even if they're super talented or the project's interesting, do you have a financial? Because I do. I have a financial mm-hmm. threshold that I set that I have set for myself, and it's taken me years to figure out what that is. But to where I can sit there and go, okay, I want to murder him, but I'm making fifteen hundred dollars today, just so like I, I do won't. for the next six weeks. So, yeah, such is life. Yeah, I mean, there's... A, but also, that... when when you're making a, a, an amount of money that makes you happy, that puts a smile on your face, you're willing to put up with a lot more bullshit, I feel like. That's true. It smooths things out. And I definitely... There are certain jobs that will, you know, I'll get approached about, and I'm like, 
I don't really want to take this on, but I'm just going to throw this ridiculous rate out at mm-hmm. it, maybe or something. I mean, you it's, do that, it's terrible to say. I, I'm admitting I, it. I do from it. time to time. Hey, but hey, I actually think that that's good business. Yes, it's like, there, there, there have been bands in my life that have offered me work, and I did the first record at a whatever rate I could charge then, mm-hmm. and then they called me with the second record, and they were so terrible to work with that I doubled my rate, mm-hmm. and I thought. No, Surely, no way they're going to say. And that. then they say yes. And they said yes. <laughs> and then they came back a third time, and I doubled it again. Oh man! And I thought, no way. And they did. And they did. Oh god. And but it's probably worth it. And in the end, worth yeah, it for everyone. In the end, it's worth everyone it for got everyone. What they wanted. Yeah, everyone Win-win. gets what they wanted. Got to think like long term about those things. It's like, all right, how many months out of my life is this? Like, it's it's worth it. Like, yeah. how many months is it going to take off of your life? Is that what you mean? That, too. It's like, <laughs> did I lose years of my life on this job? Um, so, so Patty, why don't you wrap this podcast up, and we'll come back with part two of Chapman after this. Okay. I, in the next episode, I'd really like to dive into, because you said that you don't feel like Chapman has any problem valuing his work, his art, and I, I want to dive into that <laughs> a little bit. Did you notice I looked at you when I said that? Did you feel, did you feel... Scolded. Yeah. Well, it it reminds me of my dad because he's painting a lot these days and mm. doesn't feel like he can charge like anything for his paintings. Okay, you're wasting material. I know. So in, we're gonna in dive the- into that on the next episode. Thank you for joining us. This has been Dwight and Patty and Chapman Bullock, who will be returning in the following episode. Stick around. Follow us at the Dwight and Patty Show on Instagram. Email us at the Dwight and Patty Show at gmail.com with questions concerns review us on itunes yeah it really helps us get seen and people that want to hear podcasts like we have for whatever reason their algorithm rhythm (laughs) their algorithm works via reviews for podcasts so the more reviews we get the more visible we are yeah don't know why that is make a little deposit in the karma bank send us a review patreon Oh, yeah, we have a Patreon account with an added tier that, you know, just go look at it. It's really awesome. There's a link on the Instagram for easy access. Yep. So we will see you next week on episode 18 with part two of Chapman Book. Thanks. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. The Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show.